0: Hello and welcome to the Split Real Podcast. I'm Steve Backnick and joining me as always, he's still listening to Endless Love in the Dark, Gabe Acevedo.
1: Okay,
2: I'm done. I quit. I quit. <laughs> How's it going, man? It's
0: okay. Friends listen to Endless Love in the Dark together. It's all good. It's they all do. good up here. It's going really well. We got a lot of snow last week, but we're getting through it. We're getting through it. How are you feeling, man?
2: I'm doing okay. I got my second um, shot from the vaccine yesterday, so I'm feeling the effects today, but I'm here, thriving, surviving, and that means it's working, so I'm happy about that.
0: Yeah, that definitely doesn't mean it's it's working.
2: We need to get to some sort of normalcy, whatever that is. We'll get there. We'll get there.
0: I mean, we one thing that was nice and normal this week. It's actually this is a great segue leads us right into our headlines. The nice thing that I found this week, the only headline we have from this week in our headline snapshot is, we got some movie trailers. I'm I'm actually really happy because we haven't had movie trailers like in a while that I've been excited yes. about because all our movies were the same movies from last year. But we got <laughs> we we finally got trailers for movies that are coming out in the next like three months. I mean, first one first one I I don't uh first one I remember seeing was the red band trailer for Mortal Kombat and the trailer for Cruella. If you haven't seen those trailers, you could pause the podcast right now, go check those out. They are absolutely like running at full steam. I'm 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 excited for these. Which one do you want to talk about first?
2: Mortal Kombat for sure. Oh yeah,
0: okay, let's do that. <laughs> this <laughs> it was a it was a red band trailer which is exactly appropriate for what this Mortal Kombat promises to be. Absolutely over the top and full of red banned content like just lots of blood lots of like action and and oh man it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a lot <laughs> what were your immediate reactions to it
2: oh i was screaming i loved it so i'm a huge mortal kombat fan it's up there with zelda as some of my favorite video games mm-hmm. um i'm a fan of the 90s movie it's very 90s okay. and of its time the first one because the second one sucked but the first <laughs> one i like it i don't hate it um but this got me all excited. This is what we've wanted from Mortal Kombat for years—blood, gore, fatalities. So I'm yeah. here for this. I am super excited to see what they're going to do with this movie.
0: Oh, it's going to be—it's going to be pretty epic. The trailer is—is is, is amazing. They have so many great—they have a bunch of like actual actors in this movie too, which is kind of mm-hmm. nice. They have some 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 good people playing these characters, and the nice thing is. They don't have, they're not having like Christopher Lambert, you know, the Highlander playing Raiden, which is always good. So they're not having that happen, which is, you know, the best thing you could possibly hope for.
1: Uh, and it progress, just, it just,
2: progress. It's progress.
0: <laughs> a little bit. We'll see how, we, have, we only have to wait till the actual movie comes out to see if it is really progress. But it, it, it was definitely full of action and awesome, awesome sequences. If the movie's half as good as this trailer is, yeah. then it, it could be really, really great.
2: I'm, I'm super excited. I love that they're giving us tons of characters, mm-hmm. uh, which makes me really happy. Um, I love that in the trailer, my favorite character is front and center, who's, um, which is up zero. I'm really happy that he's front and center in the trailer. I have a feeling he's going to be a big player in the movie. And come yeah. on, if you haven't seen the trailer, go see it. But Steve, I know you saw it. And that scene where he's fighting with Scorpion, epic. Epic. Yeah. That is the battle Mortal Kombat fans have been wanting to see for years.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm super super excited about it. I I you know I I really like uh I, I mean I, I they always mess up uh, Scorpion for some reason they 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 seem to never really get him right in a lot of the movies which is just so unfortunate um, and I, I'm really excited because it seems like they are getting him right in this mm-hmm. uh, it it just looks like he's playing this little bit older and a little bit more uh like. Uh, thrash type character he he yep. just seems he seems really really good and on top of that it's played by uh Hiroki who is uh, like one of my one of my one of my favorite actors right now i don't i just i'm loving his his work uh I, if you don't know him he's he's um he he was in he was in uh the x-men wolverine movie he he's been in uh, um the last samurai he he's he's a he's a fantastic actor and I'm, I'm a big fan of his and i'm really excited he's in this you've also got you know other characters showing up you have jacks you have sonya you have Liu kang you know raiden obviously so like yep. it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be fun i'm excited for it
2: mm-hmm. and it looks very it looks very game-like in the sense that it looks like a tournament yeah which is what i want to see from a mortal Kombat movie fighting through stages and killing each other. And I want to see characters die because they die in the game. So I want to see some characters die. Uh, so I'm really excited. And fatalities, animalities, there's some, uh, um, a scene that we see a dragon. So I think they're giving us that. I'm excited. I'm really pumped for that movie. Really pumped yeah, I mean, for that movie.
0: This, this comes out uh, April 16th. It's coming out on HBO max and uh in theaters at the same day. It's like one, it's one of the other Warner brothers movies. So this is great. I mean, because I don't know that I'd be willing to pay the full money to see it, but being able to stream this in my house is going to be really exciting. I mean, who knows if if things some, if things somehow open up, this could be one of those movies I might see. Uh, but probably this is this is probably a, a at home HBO Max one for me.
2: Probably. Well, and what you said when we texted about the trailer, you said something that really it's just it's just true. It feels like a perfect weekend movie. Yeah. To yeah, watch definitely. in your house. Something
0: that seems fun. And yeah, just it's a it's a good one to watch at home. It'll be a good fun watch, for sure.
2: Yeah, it'll be fun. And we'll
0: de- we'll definitely be talking about that later on as well. We'll definitely have an episode dedicated to Mortal Kombat and I think video game movies in general. So we'll have an episode with that coming up in in the next like two months. Uh, the other trailer that dropped was Cruella, and this was unexpected for me. I mean, I, they dropped a couple pictures of Emma Stone as Cruella, and I, I knew that we knew this movie's coming out, mm-hmm. but I didn't expect the trailer so quickly and man this this trailer was was pretty awesome i i i thought it, i was i thought it was really good i i was really impressed with some of the, the staging and emma stone's performance and the, the cutting of the trailer was really interesting mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about that in just a second what were your immediate reactions to it
2: oh i loved it i'm a huge fan i don't know if you remember a couple of halloweens ago i dressed up as a male version of krilla
1: yeah i do i do remember that
2: yeah so i'm a huge huge fan of this villain um i love emma stone so I'm yeah. on board for anything that she plays. I think she's great in pretty much anything that she does. Um, based on the trailer, she has horrible. a good laugh and she's really inhabiting Krella really well. So yeah. I'm really happy. Um, it's it, it looks fun. It looks better than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, what, we were talking about this earlier, but I just want them to give us a full on villain story. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in. I, I'm not wanting a sympathetic story from Krella. Her name is Krella Deville.
0: Like, give me a
2: full on villain story. But we'll see. I'm happy. It looks good.
0: Yeah. What I like about this is it's one of these movies. It's actually one of the the more recent movies that Disney's done where it just has movie stars being movie stars, like Mm -hmm. in every single role. You know, it, it has Emma Stone playing Cruella. It has emma thompson as some big name character i i mean i don't know these these we don't know what these people do uh but there's emma thompson and mark strong so like really like true actors acting in this movie i'm really excited for it you get a little glimpses of horace and jasper which are really exciting it brings you right back to to the, the the 101 dalmatians and like it's just it's just really really exciting to see and i I, i'm excited for emma stone i think she's a phenomenal actress and she's she's one of our bright spots of the 35 of like people under 35 and Mm -hmm. she's just she looks like she's gonna crush it in this film it it really seems like it's gonna be a hit
2: yeah it it it, it has different it has interesting takes like that scene when she just bursts her cape on fire and reveals Mm -hmm. her outfit you know it has some magical realism stuff to it i'm excited it it's gave us some fan service with a scene with the dalmatians which is really cool yeah. uh because we know that you know she wants to skin 101 Dalmatians to wear them.
1: Um,
2: so, you yeah, know.
0: truly a horrible person, which is great. <laughs> I mean, like, you really can't come up with a more perfect villain name than Cruella Deville. Like, exactly. literally, if you, if you read it without reading it properly, it says "cruel devil." That's her name, like mm-hmm. literally, like that's what it is. And it's it's like it's the perfect villain. And so, I, I like you said before, I really hope they just give us a, a villain. I mean, she wants to kill puppies. What's what's worse? Exactly, than that? she
2: wants to skin puppies and wear them as coats yeah. and hats. Hand- this is um we were talking about this this feels very jokery this feels like disney's version of the joker
0: yeah that's exactly what this feels like the trailer if you watch it it if you watch the trailer for the joker and watch the trailer for cruella and (laughs) and they're the same thing they're the same exact thing it's perfect like it's just the disney version of it you know and it it felt like that but it that's what i want i want that in the making of a villain
2: i was just waiting for a scene like when I show myself, introduce me as Cruella. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, she, she says it right in the end. She's like, I'm Cruella. And you're like, oh my God, yes, please. This is awesome. So I, I mean, I'm excited for that. That's coming out in uh, in May, I think May 21st. Is that is that the, the release date of that? I believe I, I, so. I, I believe it was May 21st. And now the thing with this is we don't actually know, wh- or sorry, no, May 28th, a week later. I think May 21st is still uh, Fast 9. Uh, I I mean, I don't know. I I don't remember exactly which date, but uh, the 28th is when this is coming out. And now we don't know if it's coming out exclusively in theaters or if it's going to be doing the the hybrid theaters and plus at the same time thing. Um, Now, plus doesn't mean it's not like HBO max where you just get it on Disney. Plus, if you do this, it's early access. You have to pay like 30 bucks to see it. They're trying this out with Raya and the last dragon, which comes out next month. Now, I'd be curious to see how this goes because they did it with Mulan and it made a huge amount of money. Mulan made over like a couple hundred million dollars. I think they, 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 they purported, but, um, the problem with Mulan was that was a terrible movie and we all hated it. It was just so I thought it was, it was horrible. I thought, um, we don't have to go into that, but we'll see how it goes with this. Uh, and that could be probably the streaming future of, of Disney. They could be Mm -hmm. starting to do these like, you know, at home premieres as well for 30 bucks uh along with you or you can go see in the theaters
2: we'll see i don't know i think mulan did make um a bit of money um although not based it more people watched it than what it made um so they did really because they did release some numbers that you know account sharing it happens um but yeah mulan was a horrible movie um I'm, i'm just curious to see how it what they're going to do. I think Raya, I don't know if is going to make a lot of money. I don't think Raya has the same pedigree that a movie like Mulan had. Yeah. Um before you saw it. So we'll see. Um you know, it'll be interesting with Disney Plus. I personally am not for paying $30 to rent a movie to see it. I could pay $30 if the movie were up to me and I would buy if I, if I were buying the movie, but 30 bucks to rent it i would rather just get in the car pay 10 bucks and go see it in the theaters with two masks on
0: if there wasn't the theater option i mean now luckily things have started to settle down we're getting vaccine rollouts up i mean i've gotten my second shot you've gotten yours uh you know so once once these things start to really roll out better i hopefully by you know the end of may we we might be able to get back into theaters which would be great i mean right Mm -hmm. now but if you told me right now that i could you could. I could pay thirty bucks and see No Time to Die. I'm going to pay thirty bucks and see No Time to Die in my house.
2: Well, because it's James Bond, and <laughs> yeah, I, I know pay, how you feel pay, about James Bond. I, I, I would, I'll pay thirty dollars to see Fast Nine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would definitely pay that as well. But I'm definitely going to see that in theaters. I'm, would I'm, I pay you know, thirty
2: dollars to see Krella? Mm, I would rather go to the theaters and pay ten bucks because I already have both vaccines. If it's we'll a theaters the in sec-
0: May, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll wait for the second trailer for that
2: it'll be it'll be interesting what happens but we'll see if raya makes money and what disney decides you know disney owns us anyway so they probably owns it they probably own this podcast and we don't even know so
0: (laughs) they're the ones getting all the royalties from it
2: exactly
1: (laughs) i would not be surprised
0: that's 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 if we even get royalties from this i think we get like we, we do have a we have like one ad and i think we get one cent per like play i think so Thank I mean that's why
2: one. we started this, Steve, to make money. <laughs> it's all it's all about,
0: it's all about the money. So I think like you know thanks to our thirty solid our solid thirty listeners, uh, and uh, your your patronage, you know, eventually we might be able to make like six bucks. Uh, so I appreciate it. So maybe by the time Cruella comes out, maybe by the time that comes out, we will have enough money for one of us to use our podcast money to go see it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyway, uh, um,
0: moving on. So today we are celebrating. Uh, we're, we're doing our first retro review. We're celebrating a movie that came out 25 years ago today. Uh, th- this week, uh, February 16th of 1996 was the release date of one of the great comedies of the 1990s. And that was Happy Gilmore. Now, this movie came out in 1996. And I can't believe that it's 25 years old. This is Adam Sandler's only his second like feature film. He's been in a few other ones before, but like his first feature after leaving SNL was Billy Madison, which has become just this iconic giant and super duper quotable movie. I mean, it's something that we quote all the time and we don't even realize it. Um, or, or like, I mean, as as a teacher, I quote it all the time. Like going, like I know I have a good friend who quotes it every single time. It's the first day of school. She always posts that it's back to school, back to school. To <laughs> dad, that I'm not a fool. It's so good. <laughs> it's one of these movies. I mean, it it was such an iconic movie, and it's such a quotable movie, and really branded into the 90s, and and invited Adam Saylor into our homes. And now, and then to follow it up, the following year, we get Happy Gilmore, which. I don't know, we could we could start uh, r- right from the top. Is this one of the best comedies of the 1990s?
2: Um, I would say it's one of the most iconic comedies from the 1990s. <laughs> I think it's one of the most memorable. Um, you know, it's known. You, you you Everybody knows what Happy Gilmore is. Yeah. Um, everybody knows scenes from Happy Gilmore, which we'll talk about in a little bit, um, yeah. even if they haven't seen the movie. So it's definitely an iconic comedy from the 90s.
0: Yeah, I mean this sure. comes in this comes in a run after you have some more of the absurdist comedy, like this different style of comedy that emerges in the mid-90s with Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, Billy Madison, uh Tommy Boy, and then you get Happy Gilmore that just perfects and just brings us straight here. They're they're over the top, they're a bit absurdist, they're they're just really, really solidly funny movies. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it, it, it's just the, the perfect remedy in, in the nineteen. 19- in the, in the 90s right there, right in the middle. Um, it, it's got, it's directed by Dennis Dugan and this is the first one that he he directs of um, of Adam Sandler. He goes on to direct Adam Sandler in eight other movies or seven other movies, including Billy Madison, or sorry, Big Daddy, uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, You Don't Mess With the Zohan, Grown Ups, Grown Ups 2, Just Go With It, and Jack and Jill. He's worked with them a ton. Um, <clears throat> it, he's worked with uh the producer also produced billy madison happy gilmore uh the wedding singer the water boy big daddy so he just kept going <laughs> he,
1: he has works with,
0: he, he has this great propensity to work with the same people and it, it just really really works so what we're gonna do today we're gonna break down a couple of things we're gonna talk about some our favorite scenes or favorite moments you know some some fun parts of it we'll play even a, a little uh a little game in the middle here but uh Right off the bat, I do want to start off with like what what is your favorite scene from the movie?
2: Oh, my favorite scene from the movie is the iconic fight between Bob Barker and Adam Sandler. Yeah, so I mean, this... it's it's just iconic. I think I, that's when I when I said that people know scenes from the movie. Yeah. This is a specific scene I was men- I was thinking of when I said that. Everybody yeah. knows that Bob Barker and Adam Sandler go at it in this movie
0: yeah i mean it's it's absolutely amazing it's it's one of the best scenes of you know movies of the last 30 years it's so iconic so if you if you haven't if you don't know the the plot of this movie which i don't know why you're listening to this if you don't know the plot but if you don't uh, basically (laughs) happy happy gilmore is a hockey player who is horrible at hockey but he has a fantastic slap shot uh and his grandma's house gets repossessed and he decides to try to make, to play golf in order to re- win back the home. But he's a horrible, he's, he's not a golfer. He's a hockey player. Um, but then ultimately he gets on the pro tour and he's linked up with, in this scene, especially he'd up with an iconic celebrity. And it happens to be host of the Price is Right, Bob Barker. And man,
1: <laughs> it's just I don't so know. Good.
0: I don't know how they did this, but he, Bob Barker came to play. He was ready to go. Mm-hmm. He he was super excited. And it's it's Bob Barker. Like, you know, he is he is a staple of if you're a 90, if you grew up in the nineties uh and you and you were so homesick, this is what you did. You watched, you turned on the TV and Bob Barker was there. It was, it was
2: it was um it was back to back. It was Jerry Springer and The Price Is Right back to back. There you go. <laughs> it was it was the perfect
0: it was the perfect thing when you were home sick homesick. Yeah, you, you got to watch. I mean, for for you, I guess you watched Jerry Springer and then Bob Barker comes on with The Price Is Right, and you're yep. like, this is amazing. And then now he just shows up in Billy Madison, uh, sorry, in in Happy Gilmore, and he's he's just in this great scene and. That whole scene is fantastic. So he's he's trying. He's having a horrible day because he's getting heckled the whole time, just, just with some of the best things, the best lines at all. You know, it's like the one of the iconic lines is this: "Is you will not make this putt, jackass." <laughs> jackass.
1: <laughs> he's just getting heckled oh,
0: and he's horrible at it. And Bob Barker's getting more and more pissed off.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: like this guy
2: sucks well it's it's i think what's great yeah. about it and i said it earlier before we started recording is that bob barker's not an actor he's no. not an actor you know he's a game show host um also bob barker has looked the same and have, has has been the same age for what for the last three decades of his life
1: probably yeah. i think he stopped um, aging in
0: 1984
2: yeah most likely <laughs> uh but what i what i think makes this scene so fun is that it's unintentionally funny because Bob Barker is not a comedian. He's not an actor. Yet the movie is so funny. And he's so good at it. And it's so physically calm. It's, it's physical comedy, which I love. And he's really good at it. And Adam Sandler and him play really well from each other.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's absolutely hilarious. I mean, at one point, he, it's just weird to like turn it on. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God, is Adam Sandler fighting Bob Barker? <laughs> and it's just like, a, it's such a funny, funny scene. And it's a good fight. It's like really mm. good delivers some great lines back and forth you know like you want a piece of me old man and then he gets <laughs> up and he's like i want the whole damn thing and starts going at him uh, uh, it, it's, it's so good also i mean i not to jump on our favorite quotes from the movie but like <laughs> delivers one of the best lines like the price is wrong bitch <laughs> <laughs> that is iconic oh, it's, it's so, so good it, it this this is actually one the first MTV movie award for best, best fight. fight. This was the inaugural best fight at the MTV movie awards. Something that meant something back in the 90s.
2: Yeah, I remember when the VMAs actually meant something. Another VMAs the movie awards. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it this meant something. And like that is oh what a what a great scene. Well, and that, I was that,
2: reading also that this made um the prices right cool for young people.
0: Yeah, gave it like, gave a boost in uh for the college ratings. Yeah. For, yeah. For people yeah. just
2: young kids started watching the prices right when this movie came out.
0: Yeah, that's actually that's hilarious. It gave it a little bump in the in the ratings. There, there's so many, there's so many other scenes. I just wanted to throw some of them out there, and just see see your opinion on them. Uh, I love the hockey tryout in the beginning. It's uh, like that's one of my other like iconic. It's funny, scenes. yes. No, you know, he just he, he gets. Oh, Happy Gilmore! Uh, did I, I I mentioned your name? Didn't I? No, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Oh, that's right. Try again, better next year. <laughs> and he just rips his shirt off, starts beating him. Beating him
2: you think you're better than me? You think so you're cool. better than me? it's so cruel and so funny it is quintessential 90s to be that cruel
0: oh i love it it's it's awesome then there's the the waterbury open the waterbury waterbury amateur open which is great uh which takes place in waterbury which uh i think it's hinted at kind of like waterbury if you don't know waterbury is a a town in connecticut uh where uh, i actually grew up in the town right next to
2: waterbury connecticut
0: i grew up oh i
1: did
2: not know that (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah so when i heard this it it was always like oh my god this takes place in the city that's literally right next to my hometown like i grew up in wolcott connecticut which is literally right next to waterbury i'm like no way is this is this where is this where it is and it's so funny because a lot a number of uh Salem well did you take- did
2: you put that together before or did you put it together now when you rewatched watching oh, the movie
0: i i put it i put it together when i when i saw when it I saw, like, early okay on. yeah and then, but it just, I forgot all about it. And then I see it again. And it's like, oh my God, that, that is it. I mean, it, to, to be clear, it looks nothing like Waterbury, Connecticut, nothing like it at all. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it's supposed to supposedly take place in that area. So I thought that was really great. Uh, I love when he meets the pros for the first time and he's like, oh, cool. Uh, oh, look at your jacket. Those are cool. Where's, where's your jacket shooter? And he's like, oh man, it's this, this guy's funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I love that.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. I, I'm a,
0: I'm oh, a big fan of uh, the Kevin Nealon scene, where he's paired up with Kevin Nealon in his first pro. I think it's the AT and T Classic or something. The like Classic, yep. Yeah, and uh, he's paired paired up with Kevin Nealon, who is just cruising in this movie. I his character, a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. You, you <laughs> he's so
2: of, good. He is so good in the movie.
0: Harness the good energy, block the bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so good. I'm I, I loved him in this movie, uh, but I mean. There's there's other ones too. The mini golf scene is great. That's pretty uh, cool. When he's learned to putt with uh with Chubbs. Uh but I mean you you're right. You just you crushed your rider from the beginning, you know. You you almost spoil the conversation. The Bob Barker fight is by far the best. It's it's the best scene in this movie. It's there, it's just no
2: iconic. Doubt. That you know, it, it's the iconic scene from the movie. Yeah. For sure. Right. I do like the ending with the tower. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> how yeah,
2: he wins. I was watching it um earlier, uh, as the rewatch, and I was texting you like, Oh my god, I totally forgot that this is how he wins.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's, it's,
2: so- it's so 90s, it's like, Oh, here are you know, here's an obstacle, but yet, sure, the, the golf ball just goes everywhere, and he ends up winning the tournament.
0: You got to play it as it lies. <laughs> I mean, shooter had to play it off of Frankenstein's <laughs> freaking foot of over the there. Foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so good it's it's great he goes to his happy place which is just like bizarre again and it, it's just so good so good I'm, i mean we, we you're right though it, it is it is definitely the bob barker any other scenes that you really enjoyed
2: um i like the ending the ending the ending when they go to the house and the oh, and, and the force ghosts are fr- uh, on top of uh, the house
0: uh, Of Chubbs, the alligator that (laughs) bit off his hand, and Abraham Lincoln
2: (laughs) was nothing to do with this movie whatsoever. It is just so funny. It is so funny. Like, who are you waving at? No one. Really? Come on. And there's like three force ghosts on top of the house. Oh, I love it. It's so ridiculous and it's awesome.
0: It's the perfect ending to a 90s movie. It's great. It's great. (laughs) Now, speaking of the... Now, here's the funniest part. My next topic was going back to the beginning of the movie. So thinking about the beginning, you know, we talk about, you know, bring building character and really understanding the psyche of different individuals and, and how it's important to understand like, you know, what makes the character who they are, you know, in the, in the film, giving them a backstory. Mm -hmm. We get that in the very beginning. In the opening credits, we find that happy Gilmore has a very, very troubled upbringing. Okay. This is his upbringing. His dad is so obsessed with golf that his mom abandons them to go to Egypt. And just abandons them and lives in, not lives in Egypt. His dad <laughs> is at a hockey game, gets hit in the head with a puck, and dies. So he is an, he's orphaned at he's a very young orphan. age. Orphaned, <laughs> and then lives with his grandma, who is kind of crazy a little bit, you know, and doesn't know how to pay her taxes like at all. <laughs> so she's like a criminal. And like
2: that's she's who he, the, that's who he lives with. She's the Al Capone of Adam Sandler movies. Does so not it, pay taxes. It makes
0: sense that he just becomes this like. this super aggressive individual Mm -hmm. who just is quick to fight literally everybody. I mean, one of the uh, lines he says in the opening narration, he said he played junior hockey and holds two league records for the most time spent in the penalty box. And the only guy to ever take off his skate and try to stab someone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, what else can you, I mean, it's, I I love it because it's a riff on like, you have to have a tragic story or a tragic background. (laughs) Yeah. To be something or end up being someone, because you have to, you know, you have to get over all the bad stuff that happened in your life, and it's so funny. He died I'd because of a Pocky hike Like, come on.
0: <laughs> I'd, I'd be interested to see. I wish I counted. I the last time I I did this, I would be interested to find out how many people in this movie he fights. How many people do you think he fights in this movie? It's probably like what ten or about ten or more people he fights. Probably.
2: Oh, that I mean, that would have been a nice thing to keep an eye out for. Yeah, he, he, yeah. Fight, he
0: fights a couple people at the hockey game. He. <laughs> He fights. He fights the guy at the Waterbury Open. You know, right in the beginning, he fights an alligator. I mean, it's great. It's fantastic. Like, he just keeps punching people, and it's fan- It's great. It's it's good stuff. The damn alligator. So, of course, he's going to be upset. Of course, he's going to be upset. So, next thing I wanted to look at is uh, this this movie's filled with uh, a lot of great performances and just all, all around. I mean, I think Adam Sandler's doing really well. He's doing a lot. Christopher McDonald. I mean. Could you have cast that any better in 1996? I mean, a villain. A, 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 is there a better sports villain or just villain in general than Shooter McGavin? I mean, he is—he
2: is outstanding. He's so world. good. He is so good in this movie. He, he does plays, bad really well.
0: He's such a dick, and it's so good. I mean, it is—it is—it's incredible that he's able to do this. He's—he's uh, he's absolutely incredible. He turned it down twice. Because oh he really? Went, he that I did not down. know. They, they approached him and he, he turned it down twice, uh, and ultimately came back to it. Uh, and man, he this was his role, and like the director decided to really let him go for it and like let him improv and make up a lot of his own stuff. And mm. he he does he's so good at it. I mean, there's so many little little moments that he has where he just treats Happy like crap. Like yeah, uh, he treats him like shit. And it's it's so good. It like uh whether it, it's the uh, uh the ninth green at nine thing you know where he gets him out there uh <laughs> happy where are you going i'm just gonna go for if a shooter i'm gonna go kill him that's so good
2: <laughs> uh, well i think that's the magic of of him being such a good villain he plays really well from adam sandler off of yeah. adam sandler and i think they have great chemistry and yeah. just christopher mcdonald's just he he's great he's just great he's, he's a great actor
0: He's so so good in this. I'm I'm oh man, he, he was great in this. But I wanted to quickly talk to you about the other roles, just real quick. Uh of of the five I'm just going to throw out five people to you and see which one of you which one of these do you think has the has one of the best supporting or cameo appearances. So we've got Bob Barker obviously playing himself in the pro am. Uh Kevin Nealon, who is just being just just beautifully speaking to Happy about, you know, the ball's natural habitat is it's is, is the ball <laughs> wants to be there. Just go send him home. You know, it's, it's, he's so good.
2: Oh, I love got, that. You know, I love that. You know, like his dialogue. In that uh, scene. I, it's so I'm, good. Oh, it's, it's,
0: <laughs> it's so funny. The character's so that, that character just needs to show up in more things. He he does revive that exact character in grandma's boy. A number of years later, he, they plays the exact same character and it's, it just, it works. It just works. Uh, other people, we have Richard Keel who plays his boss. He plays his boss, Mr. Larson, who's the the mm-hmm. boss at the construction yard. Uh, Kevin, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Richard Keel, who notoriously played Jaws in uh, Moonraker. So, you know, seven one, uh, and just absolutely massive individual. Uh, he, he's fantastic. He delivers one of the one of the iconic lines of the movie. Uh, Carl Weathers, <laughs> you know, as Chubbs who is just... I mean, it's it's weird that they... I can't believe they got Carl Weathers to be in this movie. In this movie, yep. It's Especially
2: absolutely. in the 90s. Like, Carl Weathers was huge in that era. Yeah. So you're like, hey, you want to be in this film? He's like, sure, why not?
0: They just take Apollo Creed and then just put him in, in this movie. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs>
1: it's so, so funny.
0: Uh, I mean, it like, the whole reason why he's not golfing anymore... I mean, I love how they address it right in the very beginning, the, the funniest way to do it, too. He's like, they, they kicked me off the tour, And Adam Sandler goes oh, is it because you're black? It's like, no, <laughs> damn alligator bit my hand off. And it's just like, I'd be mean, like, who says that anyway? Like that lied to it. <sighs> but they're like, oh. And he has one hand. He has like a wooden hand that yeah. looks horrible too. Like the prop is just so bad. And it's just,
2: it's 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 out of this world that that's, that he's that in this movie. It's, it's, it's quintessential 90s humor. And I love yeah. it for that.
0: And then there's uh, obviously Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller uh you know as as the male nurse is is just he's in it for like what two and a half scenes and just yep <laughs> he delivers some absolutely crazy and iconic lines and just is a, a, a crazy character who i'm such a fan of so I'll, I'll, of that like or do you have anyone else that's a good supporting character or anything that you want to
2: i mean i think those are iconic obviously bob barker is my favorite but i do agree with you that i think kevin Nealon really steals the show uh, yeah. because you, you, re, you remember him granted, all of these people have great cameos and you remember their scenes, but I think Kevin Nealon really sticks with you even after yeah. the movie's over.
0: Yeah. For me, for me, it's, it's, it's the Kevin Nealon character. I mean that, I mean, I think he plays Potter. I think his name is in the movie. Uh, but I, I just, I love it. I mean, there's the only other person I would, I would put in here. The only other person I would have is Joe Flaherty who plays Donald. Tom, who's, yeah, who's, who's the guy who's the heckler guy. Hey
2: shooter! Hey shooter! You you want to go to Red Lobster? (laughs) I thought we were gonna be. Uh, It's so good. I will say so. I will say this. Yes, Kevin Kevin Nealon is iconic. His scenes stick with you. But I think Richard Keel's just persona is hovering over the movie a lot, and I love him for it. And it's probably one of my favorite dialogues he gives us. One of my favorite, probably my favorite line of the movie.
0: That that leads us right into favorite quote from the movie. So I'm going to give you a bunch of I'm going to give you a number of quotes from the movie, and we'll see which one is your favorite. I know you. i i I think we're leaning in one direction for you, but uh, I'm going to give you a couple of them. Uh, let's see. Uh, we start off with uh, Gary, You know, Potter's Potter's Kevin Nealon's character. <laughs> <laughs> you got to feel the flow, Happy. Feel it. It's circular. It's like a carousel. You play the you pay the quarter. You get on the horse. It goes up and down and around. It's circular circle with the music the flow all good things
1: <laughs> it's incredible it's, it's incredible commis- his
0: delivery is so good <laughs> he commits so hard to it or the, the sh- the, then the scene at the bar where shooter 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 goes just stay out of my way or you'll pay listen to what i say Then <laughs> hey why don't i just go eat some hay we we'll make things out of clay
2: lay by the bay i just may what do you what say, you say? <laughs> <laughs> How do you make rhyming cool? They're like, let's uh, rhyme all of this. What
0: One line that I've seen, I've said a million times, I've yelled it and I don't even remember it was from this until I, I watched it again recently. But it's, you're going to die, clown. <laughs> just, <laughs> I've said that so many times while playing video games or just like in general. And I, I didn't even, I forgot it was from this. Uh, or there's some other ones. Uh, somebody's closer. that's it or the price is wrong bitch
2: Bitch, (laughs) that's that's an iconic one that's so good so good (laughs)
0: uh just a couple other ones uh (laughs) you're in big trouble pal i eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast (laughs) (laughs) you eat pieces of shit for for
1: breakfast breakfast.
2: (laughs) my
0: favorite part of that whole my favorite part of that whole exchange isn't that line it's the long pause no that's my favorite part. It's the <laughs> long pause that he has, and then delivers the no. It's so incredible. And you, uh, there's also, uh, you will not make this putt, you jackass. <laughs> I've had that. I've had that said to me while playing golf before. I don't play golf anymore, but like I've played it. People have definitely said wait, that. Wait, 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 wait,
2: wait. You used to play golf.
0: I, I have played golf. I'm not saying I used to play golf. Okay, I you played have played golf. golf? Yes. That's not, I know I, that's not saying I golf. I have played golf. Okay, okay, golf.
2: that's fair. Okay, so you have that's, played golf. That's, that's something that I did not know, but that's a okay. very different.
0: Th- no, I played golf like 20, like probably 15 years ago. I have not played golf anytime recently. Did you like it? No, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You could you hang out with friends. That's what golf is
2: for. Uh, okay, sure. There's, there's uh,
0: a couple other lines that I liked. Um, just some other lines I want to throw out there. Uh, that's two thus far, sh- shooter. <laughs> Oh, good. You can count. Good for you. And you can count on me waiting Wait, for you, you in the parking oh, lot.
2: That is iconic. <laughs> that is one of my favorite lines from the movie.
0: Oh, yeah. That one's...
2: Because <laughs> Larson is so good. Richard Keel is so good as Mr. Larson.
0: Oh, man. He's, he's great. It's so good. Because he's just like, oh, my God. Got to get out of here. Got to get out of here. He's so scary. And his, his delivery is just great in that one. That's definitely... That's definitely a good one. Um, and then, obviously, I mean, y- you got to go with the orderly. You got to go with uh, Ben Stiller. <laughs> the grand- grandma going, can I chill you for a glass of warm milk warm you sleep? You could show me for a nice glass of. Shut the hell up! <laughs> now you will go to sleep, or I will put you to sleep. Check the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma.
2: <laughs> oh God, I love uh, it! I love it. Oh. Uh, So it's, it's say, say what I was just thinking about this when we were going through these quotes, say what you say, what you say about these movies, about Adam Sandler movies. One thing that really makes them fun is delivery. The delivery of their scripts is always top notch. Oh yeah. They know what they're doing. The actors know how to approach these minds and it's just funny. They're just funny.
0: They're quotable. I mean, I haven't seen comedies that have been this quotable in so long because So many comedies nowadays are more sarcastic, funny, and Mm -hmm. these are just like funny lines. These are just funny things that we I I use in my vernacular all the time. So, I mean, I don't know which one. What's your favorite part from the movie? What's your
2: favorite? Oh, it has to be the prizes. Wrong, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's just, it's just so cool. It's just cool. It's damn cool.
0: As he stands over Bob Barker Bob he punched him in his face and knocked him out and he looked stoned out. Yeah, so good. It's I so think good. I, I forgot to mention one, but it's probably my favorite line because I use this all the time. You can ask any you can ask so many people when I talk about like sports or things like that. Uh he happy Gilmore's antagonizing shooter and he makes a, a super long putt and he goes, Did that go in? I wasn't watching. Did it go in? I didn't see it. Could you tell me if it went in? You know, knowing that it went in. Yeah, I do that all the time with sports, all the time. That's that's hmm. Actually no that's not that's not my fear. I, I got to go with you eat pieces of shit for breakfast. I mean, pause. It's so Pause. No, it's 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 so good. Oh god, I I just looking over my notes. I can't believe I missed one. When he misses the putt and he goes, "You little son of a bitch ball, why don't you just go home? That's your home. Are you too good for your home?" Answer me.
2: <laughs> Suck my white ass ball. It's so stupid that- and it's so good.
0: That that was that's the one we, that's the one I put down for the promo for this episode, and I forgot to put it in there.
2: <laughs> that's yeah. That it, it's 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 great. I mean, it's, it's good. It's it's just, it's just fun. It's it's good. It's good comedy. I, I really like that comment that you said that you know you haven't found comedies lately that are as quotable um, or as memorable. You know, and I yeah. think that's good or bad. I think that's due to the times and how times yeah. change. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe a lot of these comedies wouldn't be done today, or they would be drastically changed. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I get you. I get you when it comes to comedy and how '90s comedy sticks with you more than recent comedies.
0: Oh yeah, the, the quotes are just they're just incredible. I mean, and and then I think that's I think that's what I'm going to go with. I think I'm going to go with, uh, that's your home. Why don't you just go to your home? <laughs> you do this for you? your home. <laughs> yeah. That that's that's what I'm going with. And you're going with the price is wrong, bitch. Yep. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good good now we're gonna play a quick little game right now we're gonna play a game that i like to call did this really happen this is a simple game i did some research on the film um uh, i asked you not to do as much research uh just to just so we can do some of this uh and what it's going to be it's basically like true or false uh but i'm going to say uh, something a fact about this movie you tell me if it really happened or if it didn't happen okay
2: that works Go. let's do this
0: uh yeah we'll see how you do right off the bat did bob barker do all of his fight scenes true that is true bob barker is apparently trained in taekwondo by chuck norris trained him in taekwondo wait chuck
2: norris <laughs> trained him
0: chuck norris trained bob barker in taekwondo <laughs> <laughs>
2: it. so so, so the, that's the, a trivia piece that i was not expecting today in the in the making of
0: this uh <laughs> doug, doug uh Dugan was saying like he he told Bob Barker like yeah we're we're gonna use a double for you in the fight scenes don't worry like well, it'll be it'll be fine it'll be it'll be nice and Bob Barker's like no I want to do the fights and you you watch it and he's got this like great hook he's got he's got great form and he's just really great the only I think the only scene the only part you don't is like when he starts rolling down the hill the hill the that's fair I, I mean I, he's like, of me.
2: <laughs> exactly he was like eighty. He's, yeah. he's been 80 for like three decades so he'll probably break in half that's fair yeah
0: no that that's fair too i mean you, but beyond that all the other fights is, are just great He's just like punching him right in the face it's, it's great yeah so that was
2: something i was not expecting today chuck norris and bob barker trained together
0: yep bob barker did all of his own fights fight scenes in this interesting uh, so next one uh this film was nominated for four nominated for four and one worst picture at the 1997 Razzies nominated for four Razzies and one worst picture in 1997 did this happen
2: false
0: why do you say it's false
2: uh, uh, I just think it's actually pretty cool to be in the Razzies
0: okay it it, it was it is false it won uh it had one nomination Sandler was nominated he's the only nomination for actor Yeah. Worst actor. He's not really, he's not bad in the movie. I think it's his first of 12 nominations that he
1: has for worst actor (laughs) or worst,
0: worst performances across his career. (laughs) He's been nominated for 12. He's so fun fact about the Razzies. He is the third most nominated person in the Razzies. Who's above him?
2: Is John Travolta above him? Nope. Nope. Okay. I I would Uh, think John Travolta. uh,
0: uh, I'll tell you the two. You, you won't guess madonna is above them. shocking shocking just 15 nominations and then with 16 going just above everybody else sylvester stallone <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh uh, uh, a- is, so it's sylvester I well, i don't know if you have this in front of you i assume some of sylvester stallone's nominations are for a few of the rocky movies
0: yeah, yeah, he's got I think like three for Rocky Four. I mean,
1: Rocky Balboa
0: th- maybe Rambo, like a, a bunch of them. He's got so many. They're oh god, okay.
1: they're <laughs> so great.
0: Uh, but he uh, Sandler did win a bunch of them. He's won a number of them. I think he's won seven. Uh, and he actually won three for one movie where he plays he is the worst actor, worst actress, and worst couple.
2: Let me guess, Jack and Jill. Yep, <laughs> that is that
0: is the movie with the record for the most wins at the razzies if you don't know the razzies are the award ceremony that is given out the night before the academy awards and they are for the worst movies of the year and it's it's an iconic award show now it's it's a very important award yep. show. The winner last year do you remember who the winner of the, the worst picture was last year
2: uh was it 50 no it wasn't 50 shades freed no that that was that was a couple years before that then i don't remember
0: last year's worst picture is the <laughs> critically not acclaimed cats <laughs>
2: Oh, makes sense. Yeah. James Corden one, didn't he? I think for that. I think so. Yeah. (laughs) I will stand by the I will stand by what I say that cats is an experience when you have substances in your body. So watch cats that way and it's fun.
0: Okay. Next one. Um, we already did the prices right. Got a ratings boost. You did say that. Um, let's see. Uh Kevin Costner was actively pursued for the role of shooter McGavin.
2: Um oh nineties Kevin ninety six.
0: True. Coming off Water Will Water World, <laughs> they're like, okay, Modern. Water World.
2: Let's go into this. You say it's true. Yeah.
0: Yes, it's true. It's true. They went. I they mean, went. it makes
2: sense. I mean, nineties
0: Kevin Costner. He did turn it down and to do Tin Cup instead, the other golf movie. The
2: other golf movie. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Nineties Kevin Costner dances with wolves. Water World. Um, is it filled of Dreams?
0: i don't know if that's the 90s but i know he did he yeah he's in that yeah but i don't know if that's in the 90s i don't i don't i don't know when that came out uh yeah you're also forgetting robin hood prince of thieves oh Rob- where he has the worst we <laughs> the worst british accent or does he i mean who knows <laughs> in, in movies, movie forgot about robin uh, oof oof bruce bruce campbell also went after trying to get the role of shooter mcgavin he actually pursued it but didn't get wasn't able to get it mm. uh let's see uh the NHL started selling hockey putters after this movie was finished. True. Yes, that is true. They still sell them today.
2: Oh, interesting. I mean, I don't know anything about hockey, but sure. <laughs> I don't know. They're just, they're just putters that are shaped like hockey sticks.
0: Um, let's see. Next one. I have uh, Bob Costas turned down a role to offer as the announcer in this movie. Famed, famed NBC announcer, Bob Costas. Or I don't know. They, they bounce around, but... He he was uh actively he would they they pursued him to take this role but he turned it down. True, that is false. He did not. It was actually just Fern Lundquist, who is an iconic sports caster. Mm. He's cast a bunch of stuff. Uh, he was the only choice, and he's actually what's interesting in this. He's also known for a very iconic shot, uh, back in the fiftieth Masters in nineteen eighty six, where Jack Nicholas like clinched one to like win his whatever championship. I don't know. I don't. I don't really care about golf. Yeah, I um, I don't
2: know sports.
1: So. so Vern Lundquist,
0: Vern Lundquist was the guy who was doing the announcer. He was the, the anchor for mm. the, the, the sports broadcast, which by the way, all the golf scenes I think are just great. I, I don't know. Like they, they do, they cover it really, really well. I don't know what you thought of it, but I, I really enjoyed the golf scenes and like the, the coverage of it. Cause it just felt to me like a classic golf type coverage. Not that I watch golf ever, but like, okay. So that's like...
2: what I was going to say. I don't know how, what to compare it to cause I don't watch golf, Yeah, but not knowing i thought the scenes came out pretty well as just as in the movie
0: the the amount of golf that like in my my experience with golf the my most experience with like watching golf is through mario golf and that's pretty much (laughs) it seemed it seemed pretty pretty on par with
2: that i think the only thing no
0: no put intended
2: oh god the only golf related things i've seen are clips of tiger woods when he used to win
0: um, yeah i'm, I'm watching the documentary on hbo max right now there's one on hbo that he's doing the tiger documentary it's pretty good um the other one is uh so vernon lundquist has a co-anchor in this he has another person who's like doing anchoring with him his name is jack beard that's the character's name uh he only in he only has one line in this movie saying i know is that true or false he only has one line he goes
2: i know darn and i watched it today uh, uh true
0: It's false. He has no lines. He does not say a single thing in the entire movie. Oh, okay. (laughs) He says nothing whatsoever. Uh, He's actually not an actor. He is Ben. He is uh, Adam Sandler's uh, college roommate. (laughs) And you just want him in the movie, so you put him in the movie. So he's just sitting there next to Vern Lundquist. He says nothing. It's what's funnier is now that you know that. If you went back and watched it again, you you watch it and you start to notice. Yeah, he says absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yeah, Yeah. I thought that was really funny. Oh, last one. Uh Roger Ebert, the famed film critic, Roger Ebert, uh surprisingly gave this three stars, saying Sandler's delivery of original of this original comedy and his timely outbursts uh and timing are deliver laughs throughout.
2: L- uh, listen, I, oof, I have Roger, I've have a few of his books. I'm gonna say that's false. I think this is the kind of movie that Ebert would have hated.
0: Yeah, he absolutely hated this. He gave it one and a half stars. Okay. Yeah. He said Adam Sandler's character, quote, doesn't have a pleasing personality. He seems angry even when he's not supposed to, and his habits are pounding everyone he dislikes is tiring in a PG-13 movie.
2: <laughs> that he sounds like Roger. Yeah, this. <laughs> he hated this movie. Yeah, I think he was never a fan of Adam Sandler movies. He's just
0: not a fan of comedies. I think he's not. <laughs> he's he's an interesting one. We'll we'll revisit him in our retro re- reviews. I think I think they're they're quite good.
2: So you did well there. You did well there. I think you only got like uh, one or one or two wrong. I think. I think I got two wrong. Nice. No, and I and I yeah. followed your orders. I did not look for any trivia on the good. movie. Good. Good. I mean, it, it was good. It was good. So uh, with that, I, there, there's so we were talking about this,
0: and uh, we, we you talked about what changes we would make today, and you know, obviously some of the stuff doesn't work from the '90s and comedies today. Uh, so we we came up with a category to to address this, and it's uh, what we're calling the the reboot. Netflix gave us a bunch of money. Uh I don't know why they're giving it to us, but they gave us a bunch of money and they decided that we're going to reboot this movie. We're going to make uh Happy Gilmore again. We've decided to turn it down first because we don't think it should be remade, but because we're, you know, crazy and we want money, they're going to give us a bunch of money and we're re- we're rebooting it. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh recasting. We got to recast it today with actors today. So we're going to do a reboot recast. Our Netflix reboot recast here. <laughs>
1: So we're it's gonna go through.
0: I'm excited to talk about this. We're gonna just go through each of the characters and see who would play them today. Who are the people who would play these different characters today? I have. It's it's an interesting discussion. Uh, so I I I'm excited to see what you came up with. We didn't we did not share our list with each other before. No, this. we have, I have not. no idea who you picked. I have a feeling for I think one character. I know who you picked. I think one character. I just think I know who you picked for Grandma. That's it. The one. That's the only one.
1: Maybe
2: <laughs> it's, it's
0: the you... it's the most obvious person in my mind.
2: Maybe, but maybe we'll, you do. though. We'll,
0: we'll, we'll move on. Uh, so, but we'll start. We'll start right from the top. Uh, do you want to wait? Do you want
2: to start from the top or the bottom? I would go from the bottom up.
0: Okay, so the bottom on my list. Uh, we'll we'll skip over. We'll skip over the, the first one. But we'll start with Mr. Larson. So, Mr. Larson, obviously the, the the larger than life character. Who did you have for for Mr. Larson? Who would play him today?
2: Uh, so for Mr. Larson, I have Bill Hader because I think he mm. could be a good scene sealer.
0: Oh, that's that's good. That's good. I I went in a different direction. I I thought you know I I what I like about Mister Larson is he's massive.
2: His miss. I was thinking about
1: that. Yeah. You know
0: I can't I can't see I can't see Bill Hader delivering that. You can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. <laughs> so I I went with I I had a, I had a kind of split. I couldn't decide. Uh, I had the Big Show because you know oh wow guy, right? and he'd be really scary and intimidating. But knowing that it's adam sandler and it's probably through his production company uh it's got to be Shaq, shaquille Shaquille o'neal is gonna be (laughs) like you know that he could deliver that line he would like he's super intimidating because he's a massive individual so yeah that's who i had for that um what about for potter the kevin Nealon character who did you have for that one
2: Uh, this one is tough uh this is the first time i actually sit down and think about recasting a movie maybe it's because i have promising young woman but i think bo burnham has the comedy chops to pull off that scene
0: yeah that's definitely one where i I feel like he could he could do that i i I like that choice that's a good one i i had uh i had owen wilson i just think owen wilson could be just this weird chi-centered human being i mean or you could just have kevin neil and come back i mean why not who cares it's it's such a weird role and he's perfect for me uh we'll skip over that, but we'll go to uh Chubbs. Who did you have for Chubbs? I had I'll just tell you who I had right from the beginning. I had uh I put Vince Vaughn as Chubbs. I thought okay. Vince Vaughn would play a really good mentor in like this really weird, gotta get back out there character as 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 him. Um also slightly overqualified to be a
2: supporting role. Fair. I have? have Patton Oswalt. Ooh.
0: That's an interesting choice there.
2: I like him, and I think he... I just like Patton Oswalt, and I think he would be cool in this movie. I had some, Or in this role. I think he would be really cool in this role.
0: I had some pretty out-there choices as well. I'm not going to lie. These are stretches for that role, the Chubbs role. I think one of the things I like about Chubbs, and especially with Carl Weathers, is he's totally overqualified to be in this movie. It's like, <laughs> you know, like, it's it's very weird that, the, that... Especially because he's wearing the most fluffy sweater because he's, like, way too jacked, you know? Yeah. So, like, I thought... Speaking of overqualified, I thought Hugh Jackman would be the funniest person to play.
2: <laughs> That'd be funny. And that would be yes. un, unexpected. That's an unexpected choice. Yeah, And I think the
0: most unexpected choice is my last choice for Chubbs, which would be even more oh, totally out there. But Michael Jordan. Oh, wow.
1: Michael,
0: <laughs> the, the well, I mean, he tried of all time. Remember you know, that
2: play? that those years that he tried baseball? Now he can try golf. Well, he plays <laughs> golf. He plays golf all the time. He goes oh, golfing. Really?
0: He's an avid, avid golfer avid golfer oh well, there Loved you go him. and i think you know he could bust out his acting chops again he's a member of the screwing actors guild after being in a space jam you know so he could just dust those acting chops off and come back right in there i mean he'd be he'd be so funny in that I, and academy, he also, uh, academy
2: award nominee for supporting actor <laughs> with a wooden hand
0: <laughs> who did you have for uh grandma
2: maybe i who do you think i have for grandma
0: yeah i thought. yeah i think you have betty white
2: Yep, Betty White. That's
0: right. Of course, I'm. it's Betty White. Of course, it's Betty White.
2: I mean, who else can play that role? Not right now. Like
0: I had, I, I had uh, Deborah jo, Deborah Joe Rupp from that seventy show. She's the mom in. Oh, in that 70s okay. show. Yeah. She's not. She's not as old, but I think she could play that character very really well. She could play just she's the good. grandma really, really well. She's yeah. not as old as you might think, but she's she's so good, and she could play that really well. I thought that's a good pick. I,
2: that's a good pick.
0: I think a funny thing is if we made it Grandpa instead, it could be Larry David. <laughs>
2: would you yeah. be playing an extension of his characters in that's all he does of himself he, and that's, that's all, all he, he does that's all he does yeah but
0: i mean would it work yeah, yeah.
2: i think it could work so you know who else could be work? if it's a grandpa robert de niro he plays grandpas all the time
0: oh yeah he does play grandpas now all the time opening up the grandpa category is, is a good one that's a good one if you there's so many other people too <laughs> this, this also is dependent on the, on like who you cast as happy as well i mean a lot of this can change depending on who you cast as happy yep. so i think that's kind of interesting too uh who did you have for uh virginia
2: i have two people okay um, that's fine i had
0: i had a couple here in this
2: role my first choice would be elizabeth banks Hmm i think she could be really cool in that um in that role and my second choice would be amy Poehler.
0: okay yeah i could see those are those are the you know the the most on on point i mean elizabeth banks this is exactly what she would play in in hers in mm-hmm. her, that that's exactly what it would be yeah yeah i went i wanna uh, I, I went i think slightly younger i went with uh i thought i thought Ray could be really good in it oh i thought she would so be good. really funny I, you know uh i thought just just she's she's really great and uh there are a couple of the movies that i've seen her in and some of her shows like she she's really good and i think she can be really funny too she She can be she could take that serious part and also be really funny as well um i also had uh zazie beats
2: i love her
0: yeah you might know from joker i think she would be really an interesting choice in this as well uh and then i also had emma stone but like it's not much of a stretch for Emma Stone to be in it. She's no, she, yeah, she'd be. I think she'd be really good. But I, I thought, you know, Issa Rae, I think, would be a really
2: interesting. I love Sassy Beats. I love that pick of Sassy Beats. I think she yeah. would be really cool because she's definitely, she killed it as Domino on Deadpool. So I think yeah. she she she's really good, and she kills it in Atlanta. I don't know if you ever saw Atlanta, but she's really I, good I in
0: Atlanta. I haven't I haven't started watching that yet, but no, I mean that would be really good. Um, and then let's get into the two the two bigger ones. Uh, so, so
2: before you want to do those two bigger ones, do you want to see the do you want to do the Bob Barker or you want to leave that? To oh, <laughs> who would be Bob Barker today? Yeah, so yeah,
0: it's it obviously can't be Bob Barker. We're not recasting Bob Barker. Like who's going to play Bob Barker? Mm. But who would who would take on this this character? Uh, like the person that he's that our our happy character is paired with, and. I don't know what your thought process was with this, uh, but it'll be revealed in a minute. But um, it's got to be someone sort of unexpected to be in a movie like this, in mm-hmm. like this absurdist comedy. And my favorite thing about the idea with the Bob Barker part is like, he's getting in a fight, which is really funny. So I thought that was, you know, really a big part. So who who, who is your Bob Barker?
2: So my thought process for this was, this is a comedy, obviously mm-hmm. from the 90s, although we're thinking about it today, who would be cast today? I think in comedies, you should have, Permission or give yourself permission just to be funny um, and just yep. make fun of many different groups because that's what comedy is to me. And I think somebody who falls in that Bob Barker game show host um, kind of thing, unexpected, unexpected, and I think would be really funny pairing that person with the main character <laughs> would be RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be. I love it. I hilarious. Love it. Because he, he's also tall, like tall. Exactly. You know? RuPaul is like 6'4". Obviously, yeah. he's a black, feminine, queer man. And I can just imagine a fight between them and those oh, golfers. God. And I can just see RuPaul would... with like the gayest. Uh, by the way, I'm a gay man, <laughs> so I can say this. With the gayest like golfer outfit, the, the hat, the sweater, the, oh, would the, be, the, would be the, the Argyle pants. And I'm like, I can just see RuPaul like bitch slapping whoever just, plays happy
0: that's what i would love i would love to just to see rupaul just getting progressively more pissed off at happy gilmore exactly and then all of a sudden you're like wait he's fighting someone like what exactly he's is- like it's not it's not how you see rupaul you don't see rupaul fighting someone so exactly
2: and i could just that's see rupaul part. this overly just t- take my golfing gloves off and just slapping happy <laughs> it would be just a funny hilarious fight
0: that, that's a good one that's a good choice i did I, That that's not cross my mind that's a good one and keeping with the the theme of like a host of something too, exactly yeah. it's a host of yeah. something
2: obviously rupaul is huge right now so yeah. it, it, it would just for me it would be super funny
0: so <laughs> my choice was again i i was trying to think who would you who'd be the last person you'd expect to see fighting someone on on in a comedy and like who is established and and like in, in, very recognizable human being uh <laughs> He would be showing up in here very 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 well known uh and very respected human being as well uh i went with colin powell oh my god. oh my god <laughs> former secretary of state Colonel four-star general colin powell oh, at god. 83 years old being in this movie
2: <laughs> he's that old he's that old he's
0: 83 years old yeah I mean, it'd be—I mean—how funny would that be? You just get—you get whoever whoever the star is. It doesn't matter. Just fighting: Colin Powell. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that you know that that scene would be on YouTube. That would be the most watched scene on YouTube. That would be iconic. Like, Find it, be like, that oh my god, wait,
2: Super what? iconic.
0: Yeah, you'd be like, oh, yeah, you got to check out this new Happy Gilmore movie. Colin Powell fights so and so. That would so be
2: good. super iconic. Uh, yep.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. That would be super funny.
2: <laughs> So let's just, let's just let's, let's, and let's, just make a reference to like his politics, and that's what sets him off. And they just I love, fight.
0: It. I love it. I love it. Uh all right. Who do you, who did you have for uh shooter? Who is who would you recast in, into the shooter? Shooter <sighs>
2: to Gavin. So for shooter, I have Mark Marin. Mm. I I'm a huge fan of Mark Marin. Um, I think he's great, and I think he could pull off that villainous um role really well um i think he has the acting chops for it and i think he has the presence like he has that he has that presence to be that bad guy in the movie
0: yeah i think he's he's definitely got the a little bit of that going on there i went i wanted to i wanted a slightly younger jet direction and mm-hmm. a little bit different uh someone who uh, my my thought was like you know he's got to be suave he's got to be kind of good looking you know and look like he should belong on a golf course but you know, you can secretly make him a dick, and that was Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> I went with Joseph Gordon Levitt for this. Okay. Yeah. I I think I think he needs to play a villainous role a little bit more. And uh I think he could be kind of a dick at some point. That's I think he'd fair. be really good. I mean, the, the almost obvious choice for me would be Danny McBride, uh, because he mm. just plays this role, like as like the really cocky, you know, terrible person. But yep. you know, I think it was too too obvious. Uh, but I think Joseph Gordon level would be a really good foil, especially being of the establishment. You know what what golf is as an establishment would yeah. be, would be challenged by this, and I think that that's really good. Who's Jeff for? Uh, so our final one, Happy Gilmore. Who who is playing Happy Gilmore in our Netflix reboot of of Happy Gilmore?
2: So the way I thought about these two characters uh, was that younger person trying to get into golf versus the yeah. established player. That's why I chose Mark Um and then I. Oh God, this is going to sound so bad. But I thought who could play or who has the physicality of like a loser um, to give me that role. And I thought Pete Davidson from SNL.
0: That's who I had. Oh, no way. I I, I had Pete Davidson. Yeah, he was my number one on this. Yeah. (laughs) Pete Davidson. I think it's perfect.
2: Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson is my pick. We're happy yeah
0: yeah that that's who i had i mean i mean you just look at it he's he's the heir apparent to adam he's like adam sandler now you know Mm -hmm. he plays the same he he impersonates him on snl so it's actually kind of funny he does the impression of him on snl uh and he just is he can definitely do the exact same thing i mean he's he's pretty much the same thing uh i i definitely yeah he would be really good because you could see him getting angry and blowing up and fighting everybody Mm -hmm. i i also had i had two other choices that i thought were stretches uh but i thought would be really funny um one of them I thought could be interesting uh, is Chance the Rapper.
2: Okay. Have you seen
0: this? Have you seen the SNL sketches where Chance the Rapper does uh, where he's being a, sp- a sideline reporter for things that he's he's usually like the football or ba- he's usually the basketball I, sideline reporter. I don't
2: think I have.
0: If you haven't, you got to check these out. He's it's an SNL skit where he's usually he's like filling in as a um, as a sideline reporter for sports that he's not usually used to doing. He's used to doing like interviewing hockey uh, like basketball players. Mm-hmm. But instead they take Chance the Rapper and they make him interview hockey players and he has no idea what he's talking about. And it's it's absolutely hilarious. So I think he, I I think he is absolutely funny. I think he's he's hilarious. Uh his SNL like sketches that he's done when he's hosted twice are, are really, really good. I think he's truly funny. And uh, I think he could be great in this. The other one I had, just because I've seen I've only ba- I'm basing this on interviews that I've seen with him. Um, not that I think he would actually do this, but I really think because I've never seen him be funny in a movie but I I have uh John Boyega.
2: Oh, he would be good. He I, would be good.
0: I just I've seen him in interviews and I see he he's funny in these interviews. I think he could do it. I think he has the chops to do it. I think he's a good actor. Uh I think he I think he could
2: make something out of this.
0: But I he love that I love that Pete Davidson was on both of our lists.
2: Yeah,
0: he's he's the most obvious choice. There.
2: Yep, I did have so I did think of somebody else as well, but I decided to go with Pete Davidson. But this, if I would choose, if I were to pick this person, I would have to recast shooter. Yeah. So I would take Bill Hader as shooter, and put ah. John Mulvaney as happy.
0: Oh, that could be good. I could see that. I could see. I could see Bill Hader as shooter. It actually that'd be that'd be pretty yeah. good.
2: I could see Bill Hader as Shooter and because I think I was thinking just that pairing came to mind because this is a movie where Adam Sandler plays or maybe not this specific movie, but Adam Sandler is known to do movies with the same people. Yeah. Um, And we know that John Mulvaney and Bill Hader, Besties, SNL, Stefan and his agent, they play really well of each other. I think it would mm-hmm. be really cool to see them go added in a movie. So that was a pairing that I had in mind. But then I'm like, Pete Davidson is just too perfect for this role. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point.
0: I mean, there's there's other things. If we wanted to go and like the whole Adam Sandler of it all, and like who would really be in it? I mean, you would you'd have to find places for, you know, Chris Rock or uh or um Kevin James and David Spade and find every like and shove all of them in this and like, you know what? You could actually make this movie with all those people. I'm sure that you could get them all in. Yeah. There. I don't think they could play any of the. They couldn't play Happy or Shooter, but you know you could definitely get them all in there guaranteed. It's not well, that
2: hard. This could be. This could also be a movie, um, a la Mean Girls, where that some let's say somebody from SNL decides to do it and they just bring in like different cast members from SNL, just like yeah. Tina Fey did with Mean Girls, that she started bringing in everybody from SNL to just make cameos in the movie. I could see this. This type of movie seems very SNL, yeah. And I could see just cast members from SNL doing the main roles in it for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean that's be an interesting
2: take.
0: That's definitely something you could do. I mean, for sure if you if you do this, the 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 heckler uh, that 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 role is definitely going to be Rob Schneider. There's no doubt about that. That's <laughs> oh, for sure. sure. For sure. <laughs> He's it's a, that's like the most that's the perfect role for him. I could just also uh... see him in those in those intercut things.
2: We're going to be friends, right shooter? Okay. good. <laughs> We can, you can do, I love him in, in um the water boy. Love him in the water boy. It's it's,
0: it's iconic. Absolutely iconic. Uh, so beyond, beyond our, now that we have our new cast set up, even though we don't really have a new cast because we just talked about, we, we can't agree on any of these besides Pete Davidson. What, what else would change for the Netflix version? What else do you think would be different about it? You know, if we made it today.
2: I'm trying to think I was, I, I watched the movie earlier thinking, cause I hadn't seen it in many years, I think over 10 years there's not a lot of the script i i I went in thinking i was gonna change or wanted to change a lot of the script things yeah this movie is not as quote-unquote offensive as you might think from the 90s so honestly there's not a lot i would change from the movie
0: i think it's aged pretty well i mean to be honest i think if like looking at the casting i mean if you put betty white in you know that that role is going to be bigger
1: you're gonna have the grandma's
0: gonna have a bigger role uh i think you know recasting mr larson is gonna have, that's gonna be a bigger role like you know if you put Shaq or you put anybody else in that role it's gonna be a bigger mm-hmm. role uh some i think that's the only that's the only other thing i think some of the the sort of bit roles would be a little bit bigger i think yeah in this, if, if you make it fair. a netflix
2: movie
0: they might drive it a little bit into the ground as well
2: <laughs> yeah fair
0: uh so do you, do you know if there's any like besides so besides that now that we got our our netflix movie rolling um you know just if we're gonna pitch
2: for, it to netflix we're gonna be we're gonna become movie makers right now yeah if, if
0: any of our listeners actually do uh know anybody at netflix and you want to get them in contact with us we can uh share you can share our information with them and we can uh, get this movie rolling um <laughs> <laughs> now that we know that that's not actually happening um so uh, do you, so i was thinking about this there there are some like Lingering things that are going on in my head about this this movie. There's there's like some things that happened in this movie that uh, just just to like sort of in the in the end uh, things about this movie that I'm just wondering, you know, that I, I never got we never got answered and you know mm-hmm. un, like solved in this. And some of it was just like it's just fascinating little things that I was thinking about. And like here here we're putting it as the you know unanswered questions that we have. Um, how how is it possible that Grandma gets two hundred and seventy thousand dollars in taxes? That she's unpaid what is she doing
2: what has she done and, with her life
0: and in 10 years she hasn't paid any taxes not just that she hasn't paid any taxes but she has no money at all what is, what is like
2: she, she's, grandma she's, what have you been doing with
0: your life and happy's not that old either he's not that old so like he's probably living with her when she didn't have any money yep it's just bizarre like what what it i don't i don't understand like how i that, don't get it yeah, Grandma, you got a massive house. I mean, maybe maybe it's just all property <laughs> taxes. Is that what it
2: is? Maybe
0: she could rent out one of those rooms. I mean, geez, it's big enough.
2: She's just she's a cartel and she hasn't paid taxes in years, and we don't know that.
0: We don't know. Maybe she's in cahoots with uh, Hal, who is the uh, the orderly at the, oh. the retirement home.
2: Oh lord, maybe
0: because he's got he's got a sweatshop running from there, <laughs> running a sweatshop where they <laughs> knit the big quilts. And that, that's another question I got. How much those quilts running for? You know, because he's like trying to up his profit. <laughs> he delivers that line. He's like, "Oh, good news, everybody! We're extending arts and crafts time by four hours." <laughs> it's so good. It's so, My fingers so funny. <laughs> My fingers hurt. Oh, well, now your back's gonna hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty. Anybody else's fingers hurt? I don't think so. I love it. He's so. Oh. God, I
2: have. Awesome. I have. I do have one unanswered thing. Yeah why in the hell is abraham lincoln in the end of the movie
0: oh i have no idea that's the best (laughs) thing about it there's there's no reason at all
2: so so obviously we get three force ghosts at the end of the movie we get the croc we get carl weathers and we get abraham lincoln why
0: yeah i don't i don't i don't get it I don't, they, I mean, what, did i miss something so
2: in the movie did i miss a, a callback and i'm like sure why not
0: maybe maybe it's like him and bob barker who are both apparently really good at boxing because apparently abraham lincoln was really good at boxing as well he had like a perfect career he's in the boxing hall of fame if you don't know that you now you know uh not, the now thing, you know the
2: things you learn <laughs> is split
0: real podcast it's all about that. That's what we. That's why we started this in the first place. Uh, no, that's that's a really good point. I that's, that's such a random thing. Also, uh, speaking of other random things and questions about how people did stuff or why things are the way they are, how far is that drive? That the guy got the golf, the car, on the ninth green, on the you know, on the final hole of the the, the, the whatever they call it, the the tournament championship. They get the they get a Volkswagen Beetle riding across, hits Happy Gilmore
1: in the <laughs> middle of the
0: game in the middle of the whole course, just like takes him out and he pops back up and he still plays. And then the other thing is that car is still sitting there. They didn't clean it up or anything like yep. that. They just left it there. Uh, like, yeah, that, that's a really getting a golf cart, getting a car on a golf course is really difficult to do. I could just see like, it, there's a lot of security and everything. It's, it's, it's... <laughs> it's crazy,
2: crazy. The overthinking.
0: Yeah. I'd love to see the scorecard on that, uh, on that final round. I don't think I got a chance to see it. Cause there's one of the holes too. in the. In, I don't know if it's it's if it's in that one, yeah, in the in the final round of golf when he uh he takes like eight strokes on that one hit <laughs> on that one hole, yet he goes from minus two to minus one. So I don't know what is it a par eighteen on that hole? I don't I don't know what it was.
2: I have I know nothing about the technical terms of golf, so I'm not the person to <laughs> ask. I'm like sure.
0: That's fair. They don't have much golf in uh, Puerto Rico.
2: No. <laughs> well, we have we have a a a big golf course um owned by our last president so you oh,
0: that's know doing really well <laughs> good times uh good times fun times so i just really wanted to uh, just just to wrap things up i wanted to talk about uh, adam sandler and his career a little bit uh he he's he's such a divisive person because a lot of people don't like his films but i think one of the things that we found recently through the netflix of it all because he signed an exclusive deal with netflix for a while and he's made a ton of movies on netflix is there was there was a report that said like most people don't like his movies, but they what's more actually they don't like to admit that they like these movies because if you look at Netflix accounts, people have watched multiple Adam Sandler movies on their mm-hmm. Netflix accounts, but they just don't like talking about them. And I think it's something to talk about. I think his movies are, I think his movies are fun. They're friendly. They're they they don't do well by critics at all. Critics hate his movies. They absolutely hate them. But fans like them. Like this movie is like hated by critics i think it like when you look at it on the um when you look at it on on a lot of the the different ratings and things like that if you look at it on uh what's it called on rotten tomatoes and stuff it has horrible horrible ratings um it has like the they like we we heard uh what's his name uh roger ebert hated this movie uh it's got it's it's rotten tomato score is 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 pretty bad i mean it's got uh a 61 by the 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 tomato meter which whatever that means but audiences gave it an 85 percent audiences love it i mean people love his movies
2: well i think adam sandler makes movies for people not for critics
0: yeah and and that's what's great i think that's what I, i i tend to really like that about him i love that he makes movies that he wants to make um even like some of his movies like just go with it or um you know 50 first dates or uh uh Mr. Deeds, things like that. They're, they're mm-hmm. just movies he wants to make. And they're from places that feel good and like from home for him. And I I, I tend to like that. I don't, uh, You know, I love that he started his own production company, Happy Madison, based on his first two movies, Happy Gilmore and, and Billy Madison. Madison. And they just make movies that are for him and his friends. And there's something about that.
2: I, I give him kudos to just to do whatever he wants. Uh, I remember when he wasn't nominated. So I, I, I do have a love-hate relationship with him. I haven't really enjoyed anything that he's done within the last 10 years, except Uncut Gems, um, which I really loved. And I remember when he wasn't nominated for the Oscar, he had said if he didn't get nominated, he was going to make the worst movie ever. And then came Hubie Halloween, but that's another conversation. Uh, you know, I like 90s Adam Sandler. I think um, that run of Waterboy, um, Big Daddy, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, I think those movies are really good. I, I really like 50 First Dates. Um, I enjoy Click. Um, but I think those are 50 First Dates and Click might be the last movies that I really, really enjoyed from him. But again, kudos on him. He knows that he's divisive and he doesn't care. He's he here care. making movies for his fans and for, you know, making silly films to people, like you said, just to put them in the background and just have a good laugh.
0: Yeah. Sometimes he makes absolutely horrible films like Jack and Jill, absolutely horrible. Wow. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, That's my boy. Not very good. But then he's got other ones that become like cult hits, you know. My friends and I we we quote uh, you don't mess with the Zohan all the time. I love that movie. It's a it's a movie that people are like, wait, you saw that movie? I love that movie. It's such a weird movie, but I, I love it. I love the absurdity in, in grown ups too. I mean, grown up grown-ups and grown ups too. I'm I'm a big fan of them. It's all they're like simple stories that have all of his friends around. You know, he works with the same people, you know, he's got D- David Spade, Kevin James, Steve Buscemi's in his movies, Buscemi, Chris Rock. Yeah. John Turturro uh he even has some of his like close close friends who aren't really household names like Peter Dante or Alan Cover or Jonathan Lofgren like who are in his movies you might not know them by name but if you saw pictures of them you'd be like oh yeah I know all those guys those are all the guys that are in all of his movies you know those are those are his best friends and he puts them in all of his movies and he just likes being around his friends and sometimes he likes shooting in like really exotic locations too like one of his, what was it? Uh, was it Mystery Date? Was that the the newest one on, on one of his newer ones with Jennifer Aniston where they go to Monaco and it has to be shot in Monaco for some reason, even oh, though it doesn't yeah. have to be. I
2: did not see it, but I do remember that it was huge on Netflix. Like Netflix yeah. said, it was one of the most viewed movies just so he can have had.
0: And he makes it just so he can go to Monaco and shoot a movie in Monaco. Good for him. If you have that kind of money, that kind of time. Good for you.
2: I mean, <laughs> and they're making his movies are getting viewership. So they're definitely pulling in the views.
0: Yeah. I mean, people enjoy them. People enjoy a good uh, Adam Sandler movie. People also hate a lot of Adam Sandler movies, Mm -hmm. and that's fine because guess what? You can do that as long as you uh, enjoy each his own. As long as you enjoy the turkey song at Thanksgiving. Give us the turkey song. (laughs) Turkey for me and
2: turkey for you. Uh, Oh God! It's It's a good one. Final thoughts. Listen, it's a it's a quintessential '90s movie. Um, you know, it's one of those movies when you say name uh, mention movies from the '90s, Happy Gilmore comes into into mind. Uh, it's fun. I like it. I enjoy it. It's definitely the Adam Sandler that I like from the '90s. So watch it if you haven't. Go watch it. It's it's definitely fun.
0: Yeah, it's streaming right now on HBO Max. I think we should get paid by HBO Max. We, we promote them pretty much all the time. I think like, <laughs> I, I don't know why we're not getting paid by them because everything we've talked about, I think in this entire podcast so far has been on either Disney hey. Plus or HBO Max. That's what we talk about.
2: I mean, their catalog is really good.
0: It's good. If you don't have it, I would totally recommend getting it. That's probably the best streaming service. The
2: HBO time. catalog is really good.
0: And with that, uh, we're gonna throw we're gonna talk about Wandavision in a minute. But we're just gonna first have another word from our uh, our sponsor here. So moving on to Wandavision, episode seven, breaking the fourth wall. This is the sec- the third to last episode in the series in the in this series so far. Uh, we only have nine episodes, and what was really funny is they were touted as being hour longs, but they're 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 not hour longs. This was like a half hour long. Which I guess in Disney, if Disney doesn't own an account, this is this is what half hour long is. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, maybe we'll get maybe we'll get an actual like maybe 40 minute episode next week. I hope uh, the
2: finale when it comes out in two weeks at least is an hour long. We'll see.
0: Well, we, we shall see. I'm I'm really excited about it. it. It is it is progressing quite quickly. In this episode, um, just to give you a quick recap, if you haven't been watching, uh, Wanda decides to have the day off from her children because her kids are driving her a little bit nuts. So Tommy and Billy. Uh, are going over with new babysitter agnes who shows up and says yeah i'll I'll watch the kids which is just really creepy and weird uh she goes over so he goes over to their their house um wanda starts to see things in her house start to constantly change and she's able to she's not able to control them which is kind of concerning uh and at the same time you have vision who wakes up after being you know thrown back into the into the hex that's expanded and now he's in the in the in the circus. Darcy is there. She is the the escape artist, quote unquote escape artist. But she is released by Vision. Releases her, and they end up driving, trying to get back to town. But they're constantly stopped by a bunch of stuff. Um, meanwhile, on the outside uh, of Westville, um, Monica is Rambo is trying to get back into the hex. She actually gets in this like super great vehicle, drives right at it. They're like, oh yeah, it'll go through, no problem. It'll be perfectly fine. And then it smashes into the wall, and it doesn't actually go through. Uh, And she gets rebuffed and, like, pushed all the way out. But then Monica, in her moment of, like, we need to get in, runs back to the wall and shoves her way through and back into Westview. Um, But while she's doing so, she starts to have, you see in her eyes, some powers are starting to be revealed. And she sees, we see a different, like, take on Monica Rambeau. She she gets through the hex and, and ends up inside. There she confronts Wanda outside of her house, Wanda kind of throws her back and so you see a, a glimpse of power from uh Monica you don't know we don't know what it is quite yet it hasn't been revealed uh but that that exact moment that's when Agnes shows back up and takes and says like well, you should just leave Wanda alone takes Wanda over to Agnes's back to her house uh and and as Agnes and Wanda are talking um Wanda starts asking where where are my kids you know you're watching the kids and like oh they're just playing in the basement and then Wanda goes down into the basement and you start to see it's like completely different from any basement i've ever been in i don't know what basements you've been in before Gabe, but uh my basements don't tend to look like uh a dungeon you know, a, 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 a witch's coven uh <laughs> i don't i don't know i don't it's know not like
2: the depths of hell
0: yeah i don't know i don't know what they have out there in arizona but they definitely don't look like that well maybe they do look like that in parts of pennsylvania i don't know they might look like that in parts of pennsylvania <laughs> but anyway uh they she goes in there and it is it's a it's like a witch's coven it's it very creepy we see uh, flashes of a book and then all of a sudden you turn around and agnes is there and she's like what you didn't think you were the only person in this town to have powers and then cut to this great song where she's like i'm agatha harkness and it's just like it's awesome so like
2: it was agatha all along oh so good <laughs> Just this this great like little like
0: funny sketch of it being like i'm agatha harkness and i'm messing with everything and she starts manipulating like you see that she's behind manipulating everything and it's just it was just really it was a solid episode just a nice little clean clean little episode yep. we even got our first stinger after the credits a little post-credit scene uh, where yep. uh rambo opens up the the basement it's like oh what's this and then all of a sudden who's there but Pietro, P- pietro's right there and he's like snooper's gonna snoop <laughs> <laughs> always always a great line always a great line
2: listen i love the episode um i first of all like always i love the opening credits um one of the things oh I yeah love about this show they is were good that here they, they gave us the office theme song with the modern family credits um it was so so good um the agnes um or agatha harkness um theme song is a play on the monsters which was really cool too um so kudos on them again the show i think it's impeccably made and impeccably researched, which is really cool. Um, I love the episode. I think it, it, it we finally get the answers that we wanted, like who's behind this, um, or at least part of the answers that we wanted. Um, I think it was something that a lot of us expected, that mm-hmm. um, it was gonna be Agatha. I still say that Mephesto is behind this. He, Until I don't ever see him, I will never not say that Mephesto is behind this. I, I, I don't feel Agatha is working alone, um, but I love that it was Agatha. Um, Catherine Hahn is amazing. She's perfect. She's, She's so good. playing the hell out of this role.
0: She's really great in this. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, and, you know, I love that it was Agatha. Um, if we hadn't gotten confirmation, which we have, but this is just another confirmation that Fantastic Four is coming in strong because Agatha Hardness is mainly in Fantastic Four um she is a frenemy to to scarlet witch she's one of the people who trains her and trains her in their in magic so it'll be interesting to see what kind of role she takes um and she is the mother of nicholas scratch who's one of fantastic four's biggest enemy. so we'll see what happens but i'm excited to see where this leads and what's going to happen with agatha in these last two episodes that we're getting
0: I mean it's it's gonna be really interesting. I I'm, I'm excited for it. I love the just some some of the different notes in it. The tone was interesting. I like the fourth wall breaks that's it's a very two thousands thing, mid mid to late two thousands thing. That's that's the hearkenings to modern family and and the office where that's that's a big part of it. And they, they do that quite a lot in this, and it was really good. Um, I just think it was really it was it was a solid episode. I mean, mm-hmm. not my favorite, by not my favorite kind of in my mind a little bit it dragged a little bit but uh i i did i did really enjoy it the ramifications of it are pretty big you know exposing that it's agatha harkness now here's the thing i know nothing about who agatha harkness is Mm. but it still is like exciting to me i'm trying i i'm watching this very differently than a lot of people i'm trying to watch this and not look up anything i'm not looking up spoilers i'm not looking up who these characters are i'm not googling them after i just want to you know kind of experience it the way that they're telling it so i'm really excited for what comes next i know that you've read a lot of the comic books and stuff so you know a little bit more of it so it's uh it's exciting to see those characters for you and it's exciting for me to learn them so we have different takes on how it's going and it's it's really great i mean I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it and i'm excited to see what the what the next two episodes are because i know when we were we talked about this in previous episodes but these are going to be tie-ins to the greater mcu yep there, there have been shows that have taken place in the quote-unquote MCU before, like you know, we had uh, Agent Carter or uh, Agents of Shield. You know, we, we've had these shows before, but they never tied in the way that the way that this show really is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We have so many things that are—they're are, going to be setups for the movies. If the you don't—if you haven't watched Wandavision, I don't know that you're going to be able to follow some of the movies that we have coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know that you're going to be able to get everything out of it, and that's what I think is really great. Well,
2: I, I, you know, there's a lot of nudges. Like we know Wanda's going into Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, That's happening Um, in this episode. We saw a book uh, with some magic around it. I think that's one of the books from Doctor Strange's library. So I think those little hidden nudges are just part of the MCU. Just like, hey, this is all going to connect at some point. So it'll be interesting. Pietro, we don't know what is going on. We know that Doctor Strange is um, it has the multiverse or, or whatever in its title. I wouldn't be surprised if Agatha went into a timeline and pulled him from the X Men timeline. That's something that could happen, but we'll see what happens. i yeah, it'll be fun what what happens in these two episodes. One question, uh, just to wrap this up: Do you think WandaVision is a show that will get a second season off?
0: No, I don't think. It, I don't think it's a. I don't think these are shows that are designed to be multi-season shows. I think they are. I think all of the shows that they're putting out are one-offs. I think almost all of them are going to be one-offs. Same. The only one that could be possibly two would be like Loki because it doesn't tie back in. I don't think he ties back in, Um, but I I I think they're going to be one-offs. I think all of these are going to be one-off shows. I don't see them being multiple seasons because we have the movies, and the the movies are are big and the the movie the story just keeps going and they can't tread water within. Yeah. Yeah, but the second season—I don't think we'll have a second season.
2: Yeah, it. I think I think the shows are going to be setups, and the payoffs are going to be in the movies.
0: Yeah, I think they're just they're just fill-ins between the movies. I think yeah. that's really what it is, and it keeps you it keeps you hyped up and keeps you excited and engaged. I don't think there's going to be a season two of Wandavision. Would I be surprised? No, because nothing would surprise me with Disney. Do they want more money? Of course they do. They're at Disney, so they get it. they
2: get that money too. Fair. We we'll see what happens. I'm excited for the last two episodes. We'll see how this wraps up.
0: Yeah, we'll see how that wraps up. Uh, And this is how our podcast wraps up today. So thank you very much for listening to the Split Real Podcast. I've always been Steve Packnick, and joining me as always has been Gabe. And you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram and you can find Gabe specifically on...
2: Gabucho Graham, my personal social media. Thanks, have a good one. See ya, bye.